in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Here from the Top 10, I am the outlaw, John Roca. And I am Matt Nost, and we're here to bring you another edition of Topic Thunder, which is basically a show we do for our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. They send in whatever questions, topics they'd like us to talk about. We don't know what they are beforehand. We just read them as they come in. So, John, I believe it's your turn to start. What do we got in the hopper for first? Uh, Andrew Gorziski, I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, He says, hey, guys, so I have to ask if someone hasn't beaten me to it. I guess this is probably aimed a little more at Matt. But what are your thoughts, concerns, or excitement about the John Hamm reboot of Fletch that just wrapped production? I don't mind John Hamm, but I don't know if he's the right fit. I know there were earlier rumors about Ryan Reynolds or Jason Sudeikis taking the role, or maybe they would have been, and maybe they would have been a better fit. As always, thanks for all you do, Drew Gorzitski. Uh Matt Nost. Um, I mean, there have been a lot of people that are rumored to be attached to this project, or it's in the works. Yep. They're thinking about redoing it. Ryan Reynolds was always my favorite choice of the yes. rumors. Yes, he just has the same dry one-liner wit so it fits kind of seamlessly with it uh i think the weirdest one was jason lee really yeah they floated that for a while right after like when my My name is earl was huge oh right yeah and they're like uh jason lee fletch and i'm like i don't know about that one (laughs) and i wasn't a sudeikis fan until ted lasso oh fair okay yeah 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 so i can understand that Maybe now, sure, but whenever he was rumored before, I'm like, I'm not a Sudeikis fan. Nothing against the guy, I just never right, right. really uh, got into what he was doing. Although I wasn't, wasn't watching SNL even remotely because there weren't... Now I just catch whatever YouTube uh, clips that I happen yeah. to see. Right, right, right. Um, but that didn't even exist then, so I wasn't tuning in every week to watch Saturday Night Live at that point. Yeah. So I didn't know his body of work. I saw stills from it. I mean, I have hope. Yeah, yeah. John Hamm can definitely do comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, can he do the dry one-liner? I don't know. I guess time will tell. But, I mean, I'm holding out hope for it. Uh, it very well could be pretty good. So I don't it think is- it's ever going to eclipse the original for me, but that's no. kind of a tall bill. It's an interesting title, though, isn't it? Confess, Fletch. And it's um, he becomes the prime suspect in a murder case while searching for his heiress girlfriend's stolen art collection. To work to prove his innocence, he must work his way through a long list of suspects and determine which one is the culprit. And um, Greg Matola, who did Superbad, is directing it, and Marsha Gay Harden, Kyle McLaughlin, uh, Annie Momolo from Barb and Star, Roy Wood Jr., uh, Lorenza Izzo. And um, Slattery, Slattery, John Slattery. Yeah. So EW had some pictures. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I know you're the bigger Fletch fan. I totally respect that. I, but I, I don't know if Ham is the right. Tr- I mean, Chevy, Chevy was in his prime when he did Fletch, man, his youthful prime. This is a, an older Fletch. 
And and the thing about Chevy is that he's not conventionally handsome, whereas John Ham is like movie star good looking. And so those are, those are those things that kind of made you cheer for Fletch a little bit as kind of a subconscious underdog in your mind because he's uh, quick with the wit and he's um, he's he's handsome, but he's not conventionally movie star handsome. And I think that's um, where it feels a little weird to have the pretty guy try to be funny. I don't know. I, I don't know how you feel. You're the, you're the stand-up comic. I don't know. It feels weird to me to see pretty people try to be funny, man. I think it's a taller hill to climb for sure. Yeah. Um, just because by and large, you know, pretty people aren't the funniest <laughs> to you in your life to, to really get a sense of humor that's going to translate for all audiences. <laughs> that's a great point. It, it, you need to go through some serious hardship or even if it's self-inflicted. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Do I know some attractive people that are funny? I know a couple. Sure. Sure. That are, you know, undoubtedly, well, I can think of two guys. It's like, they, they are, one's a model. Huh? Oh wow. Already a model. Okay. Yeah. He was a model before he got into comedy. It's like, okay, you, no, but you got the chops. Like, is he the best of all time? No, but is he funny? Yeah. Okay. Uh, which is better than about 99% of the people that, you know, try it. Yeah, right, right. And uh, the other dude, if if one dude is like a nine and a half, the other guy's like a, by LA standards, like an eight, seven, five. Ooh. Which in comic world. That's good. Yeah. But, but by comic standards, those are like 10 pluses. Right, fair. Because I'm considered one of the more handsome comedians that you're oh, going to meet. Oh, are you? Oh, I know. I am. I can say so himself. Yes. Oh, that's I, very kind. I showed up uh, to a club one night and the GM was like, uh, it's a club here in LA. And he's like, oh, we had an impromptu poll. You came in third of all the comics that we know. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, compared to now, the model guy wasn't in comedy at that point. The other dude was, he was number one. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, but I mean, he just started laughing. He's like, I get it. I was like, it's not saying much. <laughs> It's not. It's me. It's Ellis. It's not. It's like none of us are traditionally handsome. Yeah. 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 It's, I don't. It, I feel like Ellis doesn't suffer for female attention. He doesn't strike me as a kind that would suffer. For well, him. he likes you, to you, play like he would. He does. But you didn't know Ellis and I before. Oh, you mean we fat. lost our weights and yeah. yeah, yeah. When we were pathetic, he talks about fat Ellis all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Mark and I met each other as our fat counterparts. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh-huh. Long time ago. I feel like that should be a movie. Uh, there is one picture of us at the improv as fat counterparts, but I I, he, I think he has it. I definitely don't. <laughs> it was on my MySpace page, but I couldn't tell you my login from my MySpace if my life depended on it. So burn it. Burn yeah. It. <laughs> if anybody wants to log into my, uh, if they're, you're still on MySpace, go find me. Pretty sure you can find a picture of me and Ellis, and there's a bunch of other comics at the. <laughs> The front, but the former front bar at the improv. Uh, <laughs> but back to ham. I mean, yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's so are they going to do all the costume and disguises? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I, he doesn't strike me as the guy. I mean, like, the pictures show him being kind of doofus or doofus, doofishy, but I just, I don't know if. I don't think we're plus, you know, he's just old. He's gray haired. I just, I, I know I'm not trying to be ageist. I just think I like a young Fletch. I like, like when you're old and you're still being sarcastic and putting on like watching uh, the fucking MacGruber bullshit. I was going crazy watching that series. Cause I was like, you're, you're too old to be doing this. Stop it. 
just stop it. So watching Ham try to put on disguises, uh, I, I don't know. It just doesn't work for me 100%. So, but By the way, I finished uh, Jack Reacher. Anticlimactic ending. A little bit, right? Did you? Yeah, right? Like you wanted something more? Especially with Reacher and the one dude he squares off against. It's like, well, that was fucking quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want to say, even though I just spoiled that part of it, but yeah, uh, yeah it just well, kind of ended. I was like, oh, okay. It was curious who they sidelined and who they let be a part of the final battle. I thought that was super curious. That was my one main criticism about the finale. It was like, you spent all these episodes building up this one character, and then you had that character handcuffed to a post for a majority of the final until they got one fight scene. And I was just, that seemed weird to me. All of that, all three of those were wrapped up with a nice little bow. Right. Okay. And if you're Kristen Crook, why do you take this serious? You were a fucking series regular on a number of shows. Why do you take the damsel in distress role with really no active participation in the overall plot for nine episodes? It seemed like an odd choice for her as an actress. Like you're good. You don't, yeah, I'm sure you've got money for fuck's sake. You don't need to be doing something like this. Maybe she doesn't. Yeah, maybe. I mean, and maybe the whole connection to the Nexium situation, maybe people won't go near her. You know, because she's the one that got Allison Mack into that shit, even though she denies, you know, knowing what was mm. going on. Maybe some of Hollywood's like, yeah, we're going to leave her alone. Yeah. yeah. Know. Who, who knows what the behind the scenes, what kind of money trouble people get into and they got to take jobs. It's true. It's yeah. true. It's true. Or maybe she has family in Georgia and they were shooting in Georgia. So she got to go visit family for a couple months and yeah, then shoot a few free. scenes and done. Yeah. Got paid. That's a great point. Yeah. The Michael Caine approach to acting. <laughs> I, you know, whatever the motivations are, or perhaps there just aren't a lot of roles for women and she took what she could get. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, she's been a lead in a number of things. I don't know. She has. And she was, yeah, an incidental part of this show, to say the very least. She was. I mean, anybody could have done that part, Matt. It, It didn't demand, you know, an incredible amount of talent to do that part. So I don't know. I don't mean to denigrate. I, I loved every time. Like, first off, you were right. He takes his shirt off a lot. I mean, a lot, dude. Well, but then again, if he worked as hard as he did, I would take my shirt off. All yeah, time. sure. Sure. But like uh, at one point, it was like episode two or something. And it was my favorite stupid running thing within it. He had to go to the gas station to get a T-shirt or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it is a designer T-shirt that he has on afterwards. In no way is that a T-shirt you find in a fucking gas station. In Georgia. Okay. In, jo- in a yeah. small town. It's not even Augusta or in, yeah, rural Georgia somewhere. Georgia. <laughs> a village. It's not even a city or a town. It's a village of about 500 people. Oh, oh! You want our big motherfuckers section? That's way in the back over there. <laughs> the tailored for big motherfuckers like you. Yeah, just but like you could tell, just oh. the quality of the shirt. Yeah, at least on screen appeared very nice. I'm like, oh no, you're not wrong. You're not. I don't know what gas station has a fucking Balenciaga level black T-shirt like that or a gray T-shirt. Yeah, because usually those shirts are, you know, they're overly they're cut overly big because yeah, and the thread count was like three <laughs> yeah. and that thing looked like it was egyptian pima cotton and you're like 
<laughs> no fucking chance that existed in that gas station. Ah, give it to me. Give it to me. Oh, so funny, man. So funny. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Right, Do we answer this question? Hold not hope for Fletch. May, maybe yeah. it'll be uh, good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to, you know, my expectation level is I just want it to be entertaining. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You just want to have fun. Yeah. It doesn't need to be better than the original. It just needs to be entertaining. Hopefully it's entertaining. So long as it does that, I that's a win in my book. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay. Well, there you go. Thank you, Andrew, for that question. Let's move on to our next one here, Matt. All right. This comes from Henrik Winterland and says, Hey there, John and Matt. Hope both of you are doing well. My question is, which Batman would win in a battle royale? Adam West, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, Christian Bale, or Ben Affleck, not counting Robin, Robert Pattinson, as his movie hasn't pr- premiered at the time of this email. Best wishes Ooh. to you both, your friend, Henrik. Wow, thank you. So you got Adam West, Keaton, Kilmer, Bale, and Affleck. I think we know our number one loser, right? <sighs> Adam West? Is it yes. Do you ever think so? Okay. No question. Don't put your hands on me. Yeah. Uh, okay, I could see that. I, could, I guess I have to concede that. Yeah, he was older when he played him. Yes, and he had the muscle definition sure. of an shape. actor. It, that, like, there's no point in beefing up because that shit didn't exist. And It's true. Yeah, it just doesn't have the physique. You're going to get your ass handed to you yeah. in a fight. Yeah. Um. By the way, I've seen it twice now. So it has premiered in my mind, uh, the Batman. Um, I guess I'd go Affleck because my man's from Boston. He's a street level dude. Uh, and he got jacked to play the older, bigger Zack Snyder version of Batman. So I would say Ben Affleck because all also throughout his career, He's shown the propensity to get back every time he's been knocked down. So I think that's a good thing in a fight. And so he would keep coming after you until he subdued you. So, yeah. So my number one choice for winning the whole thing is Ben Affleck. Um, not a bad choice. I think it's either him hmm. or Christian Bale just because Bale is going to live the part. And if you tell ba- yes. Bale... Hey, the only way of getting out of here is eating your competitors' hearts. Well, he's going to eat the competitors' <laughs> hearts because that's what the part calls for. Good for you. Good hey, for you. If anybody's going to commit 100%, it's Christian Bale. It's true. So those are the only two. And then after that, Ooh. I go Keaton, Kilmer, West. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, it's great. So uh gone last week hanging out with some family. Yeah, yeah. And they were talking about the, uh, my sister-in-law brought him. He's like, did you guys see that Val Kilmer documentary and stuff? And it's like, yeah, yeah. seems like a really nice guy and whatnot. And then she bought into the narrative because she didn't know about the right. island of Dr. Moreau. And she was like, oh, it seems like everybody, you know, he was there to, you know, shoot a good movie and everything. And I'm like, that's, that is not accurate at all. Uh, that is not what happened. <laughs> I mean, by everyone else's account, 
from crew to director to studio execs to literally yeah. everybody else that you can get a beat on from this is willing to talk about it. Yeah. He, he was not a good dude. <laughs> but I just love that they did change the narrative for some people because they, you know, the I would imagine 90 percent of people don't know that that aren't huge into movies, don't know right. anything about the disaster set that was Island Dr. Moreau. But. All right. So you're going to take Affleck. I'll take bail just to be. Okay. Different. I, I think, think it's a val- but choice. I think that's a valid uh um choice. I think that's an equally valid choice because I mean you're right, he'll live the part and he's like a he'd be like a spider monkey. He would just keep swinging and swinging. Fuck and swinging. yeah. It would just go until you had you would probably have to break every every limb he has to stop him. And maybe not even then, you know. Whereas in between rounds like it's going to be that Affleck picture of him on his front stoop smoking a cigarette with the coffee where he just looks yeah. exhausted. I think that's yeah. just him between each round, like, oh God. <laughs> smoking a cigarette. Meanwhile, Bale is lifting weights on the side and just fucking doing whatever, injecting monkey testosterone and just fucking getting into it. Yeah, Bale is like like he's sipping a beer and smoking in between the rounds. Yeah, yeah a thousand percent, a thousand percent. Yeah, just staring at him, you know, doing the doing whatever the tip, he's got to do. Tip sip, doing the tip sip. He's like doing the tip sip, just uh, lifting weights, <laughs> just making those screech sounds that's annoying from some people at the gym. Ah! Ah! Like just pissing everybody off, just doing all the psychological stuff on top of he. You know, he's gonna get jacked for the role. Uh, will he get as big as Affleck? Who knows? I think he could because he just will commit. Christian Bale would totally irritate you in the gym. But he'll do whatever it takes. That's what it takes. Boom. Bale is using that. Are you using that? Yeah, oh, exactly. Doesn't no. wipe down the bench just because he knows it pisses you off. Ah, oh, oh, man. What did you There's, do? Why? why? I'm coming back to use it, man. I'm coming back yeah. to use it. There's a spray bottle and paper towels right over there. COVID, man. COVID. I've got a great immune system. Oh, get out of here. Not you. I ate that shit before COVID. It's disgusting when you go up to a bench and there's just a sweat stain from like their head or their back. You're like, oh man, fucking the worst is if from their ass where they sat down, you're like, you're sweating that much on your ass. Did you just get off the treadmill? This is fucking you? disgusting. How are you? How are you able to get any kind of leverage with a slippery, sweaty ass? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't even fucking know. People are gross. A thousand percent agree, man. A yeah, thousand percent. The people just sitting there eating their weird rock cod oh, with the, oh, in yeah. the Tupperwares in between, oh. like oh, time and place, man. Really? <laughs> <sighs> that being said, it must be a terrible existence, Matt, to just always be eating and slamming the weights at the same time because you got to maintain a certain level. Yeah, you um, got to ingest so many calories and so much yeah. lean protein, and yeah, that takes. No, thanks. Does your body look good? I, I guess. Yeah. Although then it gets to that other end of the spectrum where it's too much for me, at least. I feel like Kilmer wouldn't even be a part of it. I feel like Kilmer, as soon as it starts, I feel like, you know what? No. And just step out and eliminate himself in some what he thinks is a cool way uh, to be like anti a part of this, but still somehow stand out as a cool guy. And not seem like he's being a bitch by not participating. I think that's what Kilmer would do. Oh, I don't yeah, but violence, man. In a battle royale, I don't think you can opt out. You can throw yourself over the ring, I th- over the top rope. I think you can throw yourself. Oh, we're going 
wrestling style whoa, style, whoa, not whoa, Japanese whoa, school children on an island style. I thought that was like is that what you were thinking? Death. Japanese school children? I was thinking fight to the death is what I was thinking. But if you're thinking WWE style, yeah, Kilmer, you're right. West will at least commit more. Kilmer would yeah. be the first out. Kilmer is absolutely the first out. He might not yeah. even get in the ring. He might just walk all the way out to the ring, get the presentation and the love and everything like that from the fans, and then turn right around and walk back up the ramp. That's certainly possible on so many levels. Um, although Keaton, I mean, Keaton, I don't know. Keaton's got that, he's got that sassy anger, man. I don't know. Yeah. He, he could definitely do the unhinged. We've seen him do it before. Yeah, yeah. Which, He's by the way, uh, is it Plan B is now officially going forward with Beetlejuice 2 and yeah. Winona and Keaton have signed on. So yeah, we'll see. I hope so. Wish. Going back to the well for these comedies has not worked as of late. Uh, <sighs> Dumb and Dumber and Anchorman 2 and there are other instances. It's just like, uh, <sighs> I believe Bill it could be Ted done. Three. Bill and Ted 3. Woof. Yeah, but it's not like the second one was so good. It was fine. Yeah, but we've been waiting a long time for a sequel, and then it came, and it wasn't that that great. Um, yeah, but I mean, most everybody's still alive. Catherine O'Hara's still alive. Jeff, well, you know, I don't think you want to bring back Jeffrey Jones, but Winona no. certainly. The uh, auto died. The actor who played the interior designer, he's dead. Sure. Dick Cabot is dead. Dick Cabot is dead. I don't know who his wife was, that blonde woman. Yeah, I don't know who that was. But Gina and Alec are still alive, but I don't know if you want to bring back Alec. And also, how do you explain that they aged as ghosts? And it would seem weird. To- yeah, I think officially they said Baldwin is not coming back. Yeah, I bet he is. Uh, it's, it's, you know, to be understood. Yeah, He's going to be wrapped up in litigation for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I was reading the article in Vanity Fair about it. This is just, this guy's, this has tentacles within tentacles within tentacles, man. This this could absolutely send this guy to the poorhouse. This could absolutely, I mean, multiple lawsuits. I don't know how he's going to come out of this whole thing, you know, because so, he's still yeah, who knows? pay himself. Unless somehow he can do the Johnson and Johnson thing and move all the problems to a subsidiary and then turn that into a different company. Uh, so then uh, people go to sue it and be like, well, actually it's this other company that has, I mean, we're affiliated with, but it's not us. You're like, oh, you guys are assholes. <laughs> you crafty little shits. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, all right. Well, there you go. Uh, thanks, Henrik, for that one. Let's move on to one more here. <clears throat> this one's from Fredtastic314. Hey, Matt and John. I have a question for you guys. What is your favorite cover song? Oh, wow. Whoa. There have been many that I enjoy, but among my favorites is Hard to Handle by the Black Crows. Absolutely. I was surprised when I learned it was an Otis Redding cover. Thanks for reading my email and for the continued excellent content. It's been my pleasure to be a part of it. Thank you, Fred. Great question, Matt. Favorite cover song? Mm. Um, well, the first one that came to mind was All Along the Watchtower, the Hendrix version. Oh, right, because that's the original Dylan, Bob Dylan. Yeah, and I didn't know it was Bob Dylan for 10 years or something ridiculous just assumed it was a Hendrix song. And then I heard the Dylan and now Dylan does the Hendrix orchestration when he does all along the watchtower. He doesn't even do his original. Yeah, he does. Well, it's just when you hear it, you're like, he owns it. That's his song. Yeah. Um, so that's the first thing that came to mind. Cause it just, it's a, 
beautiful rendition song, everything like that. Yeah. And then you go and listen to the original, and the original's it's good. Right, right. It's kind of like Jeff Buckley with uh, Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I much prefer his version of it. Right. Um, and to me, now that is the definitive version. Yeah. Uh, all these years later, let's see what other cover songs. Well, I mean, you speak of Otis Redding. Um, I think she, yeah, uh, Respect by Aretha Franklin. That's an original Otis Redding song. So, fantastic. If you didn't know that, that's also a cover of an Otis Redding song, uh, like Hard to Handle is by the Black Girls, which is a great fucking song. Um, but yeah, and the other one that I think of is Johnny Cash's Hurt, that remake of Nine Inch mm. Nails. I don't even listen to the Nine Inch Nails version because it seems like a whiny kid. What Cash is doing is a man who's lived some shit through some shit. And so when he's singing certain lyrics in that fucking song, I get emotional, man. It's fucking incredible. So, and in fact, I listened to it yesterday as I was driving back from LA. I was, it just came on, I hadn't heard it in a while. And I was like, oh man, this is just a phenomenal version. So, yeah, those are the two that kind of leap to mind first. Yeah, I'm, I know that there are a million others. I'm trying to think of what cover is better than the yeah. original. What about Proud Mary, the Ike and Tina Turner over the Creedence Clearwater Revival original? Sure. Yeah. Sure. That's a good one, right? Although I like both. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not going to deny. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of ones where, much like him, I didn't even know the first one existed just mm. because I had been so used to or accustomed to listening to to the cover yeah. than to find out afterwards, holy shit, that was someone else's long before you know, it was theirs. I will say, I do love the Hotel California from Los Lobos version. Like, I love their version of Hotel California. That they use in Big Lebowski. Big, fucking great, dude. Yeah, but if I never hear that fucking song again, <laughs> why? What? You know, well, not the Los Lobos version. Oh, oh. Okay. But Hotel California. I, I hate that song at this point. Wow. Okay. Well, I've just I have heard it so many times <laughs> that it's just not. I get it. It's a great yeah. song, but I can't listen to it again. Yeah. Fair enough. It's just too fucking much. Um. What about Live and Let Die from Guns N' Roses? Ooh, no. I, nothing Guns N' Roses covered. I've never liked any of their covers. Knocking on Heaven's Door. Knocking on Heaven's Door is good, though. I just Live and Let Die is actually good. They're both surprisingly it's, good. It's his voice. He's like, knock, knock, knocking on Heaven's Door. It's not for me. Hi, 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 yeah. I mean, he veers into Carol Channing territory, and I just can't with that. <laughs> It was a vibe that you were buying into, man. Axel was the was. biggest star in music in the world. November Rain was the line too far. Like when that came out, I'm like, fuck you guys. I'm out. I can't do that. This is no longer the fucking, uh, you know, hardcore rock and roll, drinking all night, smoking cigarettes, doing drugs, whatever band that I loved at the beginning with Welcome to the Jungle, which is still, to me, one of the top 10, maybe top five greatest debut songs for any band ever. Oh, sure. That song is boom, so good. Um, Yeah, I, I love November Rain when it came out. Yeah, so many people did. It just didn't work for uh, me. 
listen to the double uh, double album like nonstop. Oh yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it was a uh, you know, potentially a bridge too far. <laughs> it was for me it was. Plus that video was so operatic. I'm like, what, what is this? What are we doing now? So for me. But they had all graduated to like, you know, yeah. he's dating super they're all dating supermodels and they're all jet setting and flying. Their lives are so dramatically different. Yeah. That of course they think they can do a meat loafian just huge, you know, their version of the who's Tommy type of, but do it in one song and one video. It's a great point. Meet Lofi. And that's actually a really good description of what they did with that. RIP, buddy. November rain. Yeah. RIP to Meet Loaf. Absolutely. You know, a good one is, um, Shatner. Uh, he did a version of common people that I think is, um, uh, what's it? Is it Joe Jackson? That's an original. Oh, no, Joe Jackson sings on it. What is it? Is it critical? Oh, Ben folds, Joe Jackson. I can't remember who did the original. Oh, Pulp. Pulp did the original. Oh. And so Shatner doing the cover of Common People was that's one of my favorite fucking songs, man. And it is such a good cover. He doesn't you, sing a fucking word. He just like talks the talks things through the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Have you seen Corey Feldman's new single? No. Why the would back, I come back kid? Come back king. Come back. That's what it's called. Okay. Yeah. Um you know, it's just as amazing as you think it'd be. <laughs> you know, but you know what I discovered last night? Uh, as I said, driving up to LA, I was go, I went to go see Batman with the guys on the Geek Buddies, the Nerd Pals. Um, and um, <laughs> Pesci, Joe Pesci, I had forgotten that Joe Pesci had released an album of standards or a, a uh-huh. CD of standards. I had well, no idea. He and- was Jersey Boys adjacent. <laughs> That's right. That's right. From the 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 play in the movie, yeah. I, I, but that's I, real. He introduced those guys yeah, and was in that did. world. You're right. But listening to him sing standards, I just I've never it heard it. So weird. Just oh, really I'm sure. weird. I'm sure. Um, it had to be yo, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm just what? What is happening? How are the dweeb dudes? They good? Well, they're doing well. It's nice to see the boys. Saw sure. some of my other friends I hadn't seen in two years, uh, which was nice to see. I forget because I see everybody like on their social media and on, you know, yeah. on Zoom sometimes. I forget that like I haven't actually, I haven't actually been in the presence physically of these people in a couple of years. So, yeah, I saw a friend of mine I haven't seen in two years just out on the street. Mm, Sunday, Sunday. Oh wow! Yeah, just, just walking down Los Fields. We were going to get some ice cream. Oh, right. And he was leaving from uh, coffee. And uh, it's like, holy shit. Yeah. I haven't seen you in two years. I mean, we talked on text a couple times, but yeah, yeah. it's not the same thing. Oh, fair. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, with Hallelujah, do you, well, I mean, covers are interesting, right? Because like Prince wrote Nothing Compares to You, but did a version of it, but it wasn't released or anything. Yeah. You could say, I mean, Sinead still owns that song. I look, I love Prince's version. It's on the original CD or LP, whatever one you want to get. But like her version is just so, just so powerful. Um, yeah, it fits. Yeah. But the do, you take, better. do you take Buckley's Hallelujah over Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah? Like, yeah, not even close. Wow. Wow. I just think, I think the, the timbre of his voice yeah. fits what that song is trying to say, to me at least. Okay. 
Whereas the Cohen gravelly low, slightly more melodic than Tom Waits. Yeah. Um, is, is great for others. But once I heard the Jeff Buckley is like not even close or what I, I will always love you. I didn't know it was a Dolly Parton until long after. Yeah. Yeah. The one from uh, the bodyguard. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and I prefer the Whitney version. Maybe it's because I've heard it so many more times, but <laughs> I prefer the Whitney version. What was I just looking at one here that I had? No, I, I didn't know the Cindy Lauper "Girls Just Want to Have Fun" was a remake. I didn't know that was. A remake. I didn't know that. Who did the original? I'm a lesser known artist. Hold on, let me go back up here and find it. But yeah, it was a it was a remake. From, um, where is it here? Uh, let me keep looking. No idea. Yeah, I didn't know. Oh yeah, "American Woman" by Kravitz. That's all right. That's all right. It's not a great remake. Ah, that, yeah, that's not. It's fine. <laughs> oh yeah, originally by Robert Hazard. So, wow. So that's the so a man did the first version of it, and then uh, Cindy Lauper essentially became a star off that damn thing. All right, now I can't get no satisfaction. The Stones or Devo? Come on. Oh. Who are you talking about? It's the Stones. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> I can't get no. I can't get me no. I don't know. Maybe I take them. I, the Stones. <laughs> the way they deliver it is what that song is about. I know. You're right. You're right. It's more. Yeah, it's right. Whereas, whereas Devo is more like a whiny, complaining version. The Stones is more like frustrated. Frustrated. Yes. Yeah, the, yeah. The, it imparts the emotion that you're supposed to feel. <laughs> um, I can't believe you even thought of that. I, I love the Devo version. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a big Stones guy. That's why. Um, that's the thing, though. If you go and listen to their albums, personally, I think that even their best albums, it say it's 12 tracks, four are Hall of Fame, yeah, yeah. six are duds, and then two are, that's eh, all right. Yeah, and that's that's sticky fingers. That's exile on Main Street. That's you know every album that I've ever owned and listened to. It's like man, I love four or five maybe tracks. Yeah, uh, and then the rest I just kind of skip over. All right, I shot the sheriff. Eric Clapton or Bob Marley? Bob Marley. Yeah, I agree. Bob Marley without even. Yeah, no hesitation. Yeah, agreed. Plus, who whose strife, whose life do you think better fits what potentially could? Be singing the ills of I shot the sheriff but didn't shoot the deputy. Bob Marley. Yeah. You know? Yeah, comes from an island nation that's been subjugated and might yeah. rise up against an authority figure as opposed to soft ass Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Who's now, you know, eh, anti vaxxer. Yeah, I don't want to get into it. Him and Van Morrison can sit around spitting in each other's mouths. Um, what about Over the Rainbow? Judy Garland? Or that Israel uh, Kamakawali version, which I love to pieces. Oh, with the ukulele? Yes. Yes. Oh, what are we talking about here? I mean, come I, on. What are we talking about? I'll take the Israel version. Nothing against Judy. I'll take the Israel version. Yeah, the first one's a classic. The second one is amazing. It is an amazing one. And the fact that they showed up at the studio at like two in the morning because he had this idea to record the song. Right. And he only did it in like one or two takes. 
and that's the version we have now. It's incredible, but the original is the original. I mean, it was a Pantheon song for 50 years before he touched it. That's true. Proud Mary. I can Tina Turner Creedence Clearwater Bible. Well, you brought them up already. Which one do you take though? Probably I can Tina. Okay. Yeah. I would go. I can Tina. How about girl? You'll be a woman soon. You'll diamond or urge overkill. Probably urge. Yeah, I would take urge. Neil Diamond's got a few of those where he wrote it, but somebody else did it better. Yeah, red red wine with. Um, yeah, UB forty. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know uh, "Tainted Love" was a remake. I didn't know that. Who did the original? Originally sung by a woman named Gloria Jones, and apparently it's a Gloria Jones classic. So maybe it was a disco version. I don't know. So. Yeah, no clue on that one. Yeah. All right. Walk we this gonna... Run DMC or Aerosmith? Combo, baby. <laughs> Combo. Uh, oh, shit. We're at 30. We got to wrap this up. God damn it. I got caught up in that wormhole. Sorry about that. All right. We got to get out of here. Um, all right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Fred. Yeah. Thanks, Fred. Great question. Obviously, you made us go over time. So definitely a damn good question. Um, Matt, what do we have to tell our fine listeners here and, and viewers? If you want to participate in the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10, and you can submit your questions, topics over there to the special email that we have. And follow the show at top 10 show, all spelled out on Twitter and on Instagram, YouTube. It is forward slash the top 10 podcast, all spelled out. So please hit us up on any of those. And you can follow me anywhere at Matt Nost. You can follow me at the Roke says on Twitter and on Instagram. Y'all take care of yourselves. We'll talk to you next time with another brand new episode of Topic Thunder. Thunder.